this is also a good opportunity now for the emerging brands because we in Hungary especially the brands can produce uh, small quantities but good qualities and we can show how how we work together with the whole industry because we have a huge industry in the background good producers these produ- producers working for global international brands normally uh, and uh, they also work for the Hungarian brands so we can introduce them we can show how is the sector now in Hungary Hello, and welcome back to Corvinus Business Intelligence. We are just delighted to have as our guest today, Zsófia Bata Jakob, the CEO of the Hungarian Fashion and Design Agency. This podcast was created and prepared by the Budapest Investment Club of Corvinus University. We are speaking to you from Budapest, the stunning and historic capital of Hungary. My name is Theodore Boone, and I'm a member of the faculty of Corvinus University School of Business and one of your hosts for this program. My co-host for this podcast is Laura Danchak, a student at Corvinus University. Laura, could you please say hi to our listeners and say a few words about yourself? Thanks, Ted. Uh, I'm Laura. I'm currently studying business and management at Corvinus University. Uh, this is my fifth uh, semester and uh, I'm a member at uh, Budapest Investment Club uh, for a year now and uh, I'm really thankful for everything uh, it gave me so I'm hoping to give you all something with these uh, podcasts so make sure you listen every mm-hmm. Monday. <laughs> and we're very thankful to have you here today as, uh, as the co-host of this uh, program. Zsófia uh, Bata Jakob is the CEO of the Hungarian Fashion and Design Agency. Zsófia uh, You have, as I know, not one, but two degrees from Corvinus, a Bachelor of Science degree and a Master of Science degree. So I think we can say to you, welcome back to Corvinus. Thank you, Ted. Yes, uh, I'm really thankful for you to inviting me for this podcast because it's really uh, important to me to attend uh, uh, for, for the Corvinus University programs. Zsófia, if you would have to point out uh, some of the key differences between fashion and any other industries, what would you mention? So, uh, as I mentioned, then I, um, I have a degree in economics, so I have a very good overview uh, in this uh, situation. And I think this uh, fashion is, is every time... Uh, we have to say it's a flexibility is the most key point that uh, is diverse uh, from the other industries because we can see now um, in this situation the covid situation this industry have to uh, implement new uh, new businesses new uh, planning situation uh, and new uh, method in the in the whole structure so it's extremely it, this a market is extremely changeable and uh, have to change every every season but now the situation was absolutely different and uh, if we can see that how they switched the production 
from from one day to the other to the medical protective uh, producing it is just one example how this uh, uh, industry can change from from second to second and i also have to say it's it's really really inspiring uh, industry because um, the new uh, the new waves the new structure that uh, we can follow through the fashion not only the uh, the trends but uh, also the industry wise how the technology implements uh, opportunities in the sector so um, this is really important uh, to us uh, because uh, here in Hungary the industry has a history a really really long history in the late of 80s we already have really good names in the fashion industry and we can go back and and uh, it's a good ground for for uh, nowadays we we have really good uh, names li- like uh, Clara Rothschild who is a forefront person in the fashion industry and everybody knows her are really good so we would like to uh, get back to the ground and uh, to to get well known and uh, get back this um, this blooming industry uh, and your thoughts about how things have changed due to uh, the uh, the covid situation i was thinking who would have thought a year ago that masks would have become part of the fashion um, uh, you know, for, for, for people in everyday life. So as you very much point, pointed out well, uh, I think things, uh, things change quite a bit. So Laura, please go ahead. About the sales part of fashion, uh, it's always hard to balance between being exclusive and inclusive. Do you find it more rewarding to choose one uh, and stick with it or being in balance? So this is something, but this uh, it's an old issue in this industry, the, both the exclusiveness and the inclu- inclusiveness. So if we think about the p- uh, pyramid of the luxury part, so the bottom serves as a market uh, entry. So uh, the designers have to uh, think, the luxury designers, I mean, uh, have to think every time the entry product, because this is what uh, uh, they can sell in general but they also need uh, the exclusive part, the top of the uh, pyramid, where is uh, the product every time uh, more exclusive, more expensive. And uh, if we, if we, can, we can think about just uh, premium brands, uh, Gucci or, or Louis Vuitton, they have the entry products like... Um, like fragrances, like uh, small leather goods, or or everything is cheaper than than the average price, and uh, this is something that the consumer just uh, meet at first sight, uh, and after years and years later, they uh, will uh, involve more with these brands, and we have to div- uh, diverse the customs, not we, so the brands have to diverse in different level, and I think this is really important part, and not only for the luxury brands, so if uh, if we think about the emerging brands, they also have this structure. Uh, what is the what is the bottom level? Um, maybe it's, it's a good example, the tops, the t-shirts, who can be, uh, or the, the chain, the key chain, what you can buy easily and later you will involve and love 
the brands and uh, get the connection with the brands and uh, you have you will have more impact uh, for the future to to buy the exclusive part so it's really it's a really good strategy for premium uh, and luxury brands and uh, the brands uh, who are uh, more expensive than the fast fashion brands it's interesting it um as you're describing it, and it's very interesting because for whatever reason I haven't really thought of it uh, in, 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 in that way, is um, maybe it's a little bit sometimes like with uh, luxury cars, that they have kind of the starter luxury car, you know, when you're, when you're younger starting to work, but you know, you haven't, you haven't really super made it yet. And then you maybe upgrade to to the super luxury cars. So uh, that's really very interesting. And uh, Laura, please go ahead. I, I know you have a ton of questions. You talked about uh, winning over customers. Uh, how do you think uh, consumer behavior uh, differentiates in this uh, sector? The customer habits habits changed because the digitalization started in the early 20s so already every brand started uh, to to use the e-commerce and the digital part but in this situation is getting more focused uh, digitalization and uh, the sustainability is the other topic what we have to uh, say a key topic in this uh, normal life the COVID just uh, the COVID um, situation just uh, st- straight get more straight in this uh, these two two topics because um, the omnichannel uh, it's necessary to use now so the the brands uh, can connect it through internet to through the e-commerce or the social platforms so they have to be really focused and multiply. Uh, channels to use in this uh, this situation, and uh, this is something that really changed in the in the last uh, few months and also in the few years. We we normally say this is a new normal. The new normal, we think it's uh, the consumer focus more online, and uh, they, this is really important for them to be contactless. To, to pay contactless, to get the, um, the, get the packages contactless. And uh, it was a short time for the brands and for this industry to change all the methods, uh, all, the, all the channels, what they are using, because the typical B2B uh, channels are also transforming now. Uh, so if we are thinking uh, about the big department stores, they are struggling because the people are not going to the department stores. But more people are checking the products per, uh, via internet. And uh, other, other really important thing, the, the knowledge of the consumer are, are now deep, uh, deeper. And uh, they know everything now because it's, everything is online. So you can you have to be transparent now, and this is something uh, it's really important. And I, I mentioned the sustainability because this topic is is really um, frequent topic nowadays. The less is more. It's it's a it's a typical part what we are using because nowadays the the brands, especially the emerging brands they change the quantities they cannot produce big quantities they will produce less quantities but but more quality uh, more focus to the quality and this is something that a, a, a lot of uh, researcher researches already mentioned that all 
the brands have to focus more the quality and maybe you will buy just one blazer through a year but that blazer have to uh, be the right quality it's it's interesting what you say um one of the things I think particularly about you talking about the trends of, of shopping online, uh, when you get to um, higher quality items, I, I would think a lot of people, there's still something to be said for going into a physical store, seeing it with your own human eyes processing into your brain, being able to touch it and, and feel the texture and feel, you know, feel the weight and maybe try it on. So um, that, it's an interesting uh, mi mixture uh, there and um, uh, yeah, as these things develop. And in terms, of, in terms of competition in the industry globally um, and between industries, how do you see that uh, impacting the, the fashion business? Um, so the fashion and design industry sector is facing very strong uh, international competition in this time, especially. Uh, but as you mentioned, uh, the physical touch is is really important now. So it's a good m mix now. So the people are going to check the physical, but maybe they don't consume in the stores. They go going home and uh, order it per online. But other hand, um, the numbers are really uh, interesting in the sector because the 97% of the sector's global revenue belongs to 20 market players. Like you can think about Nike uh, in the tax group, the, the, the largest group uh, in the fast fashion group in the world or the Adidas. So that's mean um we we as hungarian brands and the emerging brands uh, generally have to compete with a lot of other brands digitalization and the technology becoming important um, really important uh, in this competition so nowadays the the brands have to communicate through social networks social platforms uh, to get uh, more Im impact to the consumers because they have to know what is inside because the consumers' decisions are not different because they want to uh, they want to know what is inside and what is in the background. So we can we can see now the big houses, the big fashion houses, also giving uh, us uh, more details how they are producing the clothes, who are the uh, the producers, who are who 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 are the uh, the men behind the behind the production. This is something that we have to use, but other hands, I have to say, this is also a good opportunity now for the emerging brands, because we, in Hungary especially, the brands can produce small quantities, but good qualities, and we can show how, how we work together with the whole industry, because we have a huge industry in the background good producers, these produ producers working for global international brands normally, uh, and uh, they also work for the Hungarian brands, so we can introduce them, we can show how is the sector now in Hungary. How do you think an investor can know which brand or business is on the rise? The investors are now more cautious, so they are focusing more to the details, and uh, they they checking different uh, uh, objectives now 
also the objective of the the social media platforms getting more important now and uh, the taste is not what is what what something is searching for the because it's every time changing so we have so many consumers in the in the world and we have so many target groups uh, in the world so the fashion brands it's uh, um, more it's it's good if if the brands are diverse and they can give more options to the consumers like not just one target groups uh, different target target groups uh, and the focus if the focus on the brand are more of the communication or uh, the unique uh, delivery or the function functional one or it's getting more important that if the brand can personalize the products because it's also really important now uh, but uh, we have also a really good uh, number of this because the venture capitals occurred according to the McKinsey uh, study they invested 23 billion uh, in the fashion industry in 2017. It's a huge amount. And from this uh, amount, the 57% was uh, invested in the fashion and tech companies. So the the companies who are also uh, working somehow the technology. So this is also some some, um, really important thing now. How can technology and fashion work together because this is the future uh, the method of the producing uh, the e-commerce everything is involved with technology this is just a fascinating subject and discussion i can't believe it that we're already out of time uh, but but we are un- un- unfortunately although don't go completely away because this is only part one of our podcast um, on this subject and with our guest, Jofia uh, Bata Jakob, there will be parts two and three. On part two, uh, we're going to start with the very interesting uh, question, uh, what is fashion? And then we're going to proceed uh, to more details on uh, the particular activities of the Hungarian Fashion and Design Agency. I'd very much like to thank my co-host today, Laura Danchak, for joining us all. And most of all, I would like to thank you, Jofia Bata-Jakob, for this outstanding discussion. This is Theodore Boone for the Corvinus Business Intelligence Podcast, a production of the Business Investment Club of Corvinus University in Budapest. We leave you today with these words spoken by Benjamin Franklin. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Thank you.